Thanks for joining us, Jared. A little bit of uh, Netflix fare. Going back to the um, well-mined genre of techno horror. Yeah. Mm. I couldn't mean, wait. we couldn't could not wait to get back into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Field. Yeah, and, and, and look, have, do you think they would have outdone themselves against such top-tier talent as the Lawnmower Man and and <laughs> fucking Ghost in the Machine? Mm. What was the other um, one that we watched? Brain scan. Brain scan. <laughs> How can I forget brain yep. scan? Oh, look, it's hard to knock them over. It's, it's, yeah. you, you're starting from a low base there. Yeah, so. yeah you've got, you got a bit of work to do yeah. if you choose or die, in my mind. All right, so we'll get to that in a minute. What have you been watching, though? You've been on leave. Yes. School holidays. Yes. I have had a bit to uh So Tubiel of... <laughs> <laughs> invested some time in yeah. Chibi, just a little <laughs> bit of time. always good, keeping the, the small independence alive. Yeah, yeah. So I kick things off with Jurassic World Dominion. Ah. Me and Maddie. How was that? that out. Pretty heard, average. Heard pretty bad. Pretty thing. average. I mean, it was good to see some of the older cast together, but it was just, they just tossed them in there. There was not much kind of going on in terms of the plot and stuff like that. Or there, there was some in- interesting angles to, the dinosaurs being unleashed into the world again and and coexisting with humans. But it wasn't really wasn't really mined all that much. Then we went to some storyline with some bloke whose scheme was fucking I don't know, it was just there was points of it where we we just kept leaning over to each other and going, Why would you do that? And why would you do this and all that sort of stuff and it was just <laughs> yeah it was held together very very, very haphazard manner, I think. Understood. Uh didn't enjoy it. Okay. I mean, well, it was okay as a as a viewing experience, but it's not a good movie, and I don't know where. I think they'll probably just put put the franchise to rest for a couple of years. I went back to House of Wax, the remake. Yes, really enjoyed it. Yeah, really solid. I thought it was a good, fun bit of work to go back to. It was better than I recalled. I'll yeah, give you that much. It had some really awesome effects all the way through. And it was, it's interesting because it was obviously filmed in Australia. There's a couple of, there's one or two people that pop up where you think, oh, shit. <laughs> now that, you know, looking back on it, we know who that is. You know? yeah. So um, that was kind of cool. I watched a couple of the old Godzilla movies. Mm. My son's wanting to check them out. So we watched the original Godzilla, watched Godzilla Raids again, watched King Kong, uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla, the old one. Okay. Huh? How'd, they, how'd they hold it? Reasonably well. Better the first... than the Godzilla from Roland Emmerich? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you know. Again, tough tough to beat that one. But oh, the original one, really good, really solid. Godzilla raids again, yeah, bit of fun. King Kong vs. Godzilla's got some issues with, uh, you know, handing cigarettes out to children and racial kind of representations and things like okay. that. It's just kind of, I don't know, it's, watching it now with so, such time removed, I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they put this on screen. It's like a somewhat family entertainment. <laughs> so I checked that out. I watched See For Me. What did you think of that? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. It was pretty good. There was, I felt... Like, it went to a really interesting place, but then I felt it dropped away with a little bit of the the girl not being able to see, like the, the, the helper on the phone. I yeah. felt it dropped away a little bit on that stuff late, but mostly mostly really enjoyed it. Hmm. I watched House on the Bayou as well. What did you do with those, given that I'd let uh, Blumhouse, some of the lesser Blumhouse ones, pass me by. I wasn't as big on that one. I liked the, uh, the, the, this, the initial kind of build-up 
Yeah. But then it went to some places where it was just sort of, I didn't quite feel like the payoff was there. Well, in the it end. didn't quite explain everything either. Because no. I remember they tried to sort of give you the switch yep. that turns everything on its head a little bit about halfway through mm. when I was thinking, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. So it's not quite what it seems. Yeah. But then it kind of went back to being what it seems. Yes. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt a little bit sort of disjointed. In and that I didn't respect. so much have a problem with that, but but down the stretch, I just felt there wasn't much more to it. They didn't bring much more. They went the twist, twist. Yeah. Not much else, you know. So it was okay. Again, it was a reasonable viewing, viewing experience. I then, uh, thanks to Tubi, Stumbled across Contamination, which Joe Bob Briggs had done in the first season, and I had not watched yet. And what is Contamination? So Contamination was an attempt to cash in on the success of Alien by an Italian <laughs> Italian director and film company I whose specialty was casting actors that were speaking four different languages, but they were very good at dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> so people were all... All speaking their own language, but when it came out, it was all dubbed in, oh my in God. the other languages. The issue was they didn't they didn't want to pay to do the effects in space, so it's just a bunch of eggs that turn up on on Earth, and then when you get to finally see the alien, it's a fucking laugh riot. It's just it's <laughs> guy in a suit, not even a guy in a suit. It was I think it was something that they concocted that was supposed to move and supposed to have mechanics, but then the people that were doing the budget, according to Joe Bob, the people working on the budget said. We're not paying for that, so the fucking thing doesn't move. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's funny. Uh, yeah. Not great. I saw Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay. That's been getting middling reviews. Yeah, fair. I think it's it's quite funny. It's got the humour from Ragnarok. Probably turns it up a notch. Got a reasonable story to do with Thor and Jane in mm. there. Problem for me is Gore the God Butcher is excellent. But they rush the story, ah. and it just doesn't fit with all that. It's, they, they go heavy on the comedy. Where I look at it and I think, "Fuck, you give this one a bit of time to breathe, and it would have been an outstanding villain." Because Bale's up for it; he's loving it. Yeah. And the story, the motivation for Gore the God Butcher is fucking good. Yeah. But it but just doesn't quite. They just whip through that in five minutes, and so I feel the problem is that they that those two just don't mesh, and Gore was excellent, one of the better parts of the movie, but just wasn't given... I mean, I felt it could have it could have worked as having some length in one of the TV shows. If, you know, they're ripping out six episodes of one of the TV shows, that story for, for Gore the God Butcher could have done with a bit of room to breathe, but obviously it fits pretty well with Thor, the, the God okay, yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard the comic, comic run is really good, so I might go back and check out that, because I was really impressed with the, the villain side of things, just just didn't have enough time to breathe. But it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Okay. I mean, Russell Crowe ripping out a... Oh, does Russell a Puss up? Greek accent and all this sort oh. of shit. Like, Is Russell yeah. in it? Russell's in it. Oh, I didn't know Russell's he was in, in it. it. He's quite amusing. Is he just a, a cameo type of thing, or is it just... He's in it for a good... That scene probably runs for a good 10 to 15. Okay, so, so he's, he's in it for in a decent it. bit. Yeah, yeah. Russell. Russell. Haven't seen you for a while, mate. No. I then swung straight back to some Tubi fair. Okay. Blood Feast. Blood Feast. Yes. How was that? I hadn't watched it before, so again, I watched it with Joe Bob. It's pretty poor. And I think, amusingly, in the episode, Joe Bob was kind of 
spelling that out. He said Herschel Gordon-Lewis himself said the movie's shit, but it was first, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like, it was... And, and to me, looking at it, the, the genius in it, of it was in the, the marketing and stuff. You know, knowing knowing the... And it turns out he was actually... He ended up doing... He ended up writing manuals on how to sell fucking shit through bloody junk mail and stuff like that. Right. Like, so that's where he, where he ended up. But, yeah, it's not a great movie. It's just a... Yeah, it's it's just got its place. I then watched Two Thousand Maniacs, right? Which I felt was far better yeah. as a movie. I thought that one was way better. It was way more unsettling and has a bit of that Shirley Jackson kind of you know summer people kind of the lottery sort of vibe of small uh-huh. towns and shit like that. I actually listened to a few of her short stories and there's some really interesting shit about being the outsider in small towns and shit like that. And I, I kind of got a bit of that from this. It was pretty unsettling, so that was that was cool. Adam, I then went to one that I spoke to you about called Prison. Well, oh, yeah. Charlie Band picture. Rennie Harlan. Yeah, back in the Empire picture days. Rennie Harlan, I believe it was Viggo Mortensen's first film. Yeah. John Carl Beekler was on effects. Erwin uh, Yablans was, was involved, involved in story. Kane Hodder, very, very brief appearance under some heavy makeup, but I believe he was the stunt coordinator. So I was like, fuck, I've got to have a look at this. And how was it? So it was all right. Yeah. I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. Um, was it on Tubi? It was on YouTube. It was on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was on the free service known as YouTube. <laughs> but even I better Char- not say that too loud because then it'll get Charlie Bear. <laughs> Charlie Bear will be on to us well, if that's the case. Charlie Bear's got better things to do with his time. He's not worried about that. <laughs> so yeah, was Rennie, liked it. Did you see the you know the the the, the potential in Rennie? Rennie showed a bit of flair. Uh, Rennie knows what he's doing. Films. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was quite. Quite solid. The story is as kind of cliche as you like, and you can kind of see where it's going. But it sort of works for what it is. Yeah. Pretty good effects on the budget. I don't. Well, I don't know. Let's let's just say I don't know what the budget was, but it was a Charles Band picture, so, so it was not like, a huge budget. Yeah. As I said to you, some of the extras were played by seemingly from the trivia I read some real prison inmates. <laughs> Which required the guard towers to be actually manned with fucking live, <laughs> live ammunition. So, Big O Morton's is lucky to be alive. Is that what you're telling me? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> the guards get the shits with his performance oh, shit. and shoots I believe Charlie Band also mentioned that Big O Mortensen was hard up and asked for an advance. He needed the cash up front. So. Well, Big O's no dummy. Big <laughs> <laughs> knew that Charlie would be fucking. I'm looking around through the couches for pennies and shit late in the, late in the piece. Yep, yep. Um, so, so I what? love this funny gorilla filmmaking. It's great. I mean, you hear stories like that and you think of fucking hell. I mean, you are putting lives at risk to cut the budget. The, the last uh, film that I watched in that stretch was Daughters of Darkness. Which showed up on Shutter and was another Joe Bob one. Mm. And it's kind of what seventies Euro horror sort of uh, <laughs> <Fucking> hell, <honestly. laughs> vampire sort of thing. It was actually all right. Yeah. It was pretty good. Okay. Aspects of it have aged very poorly. Interestingly, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was all right. And the last one, which was a big, big thumbs up for me, I, I've watched. I've knocked over the first eight episodes of Yellow Jackets. Yes. Loving it. Good stuff. Because the idea was, you know, I, I was I was 
pretty taken it's with the idea. Kind of like a Lord it's, of the Flies. Lord of the Flies kind of set up, but they throw a couple of wrinkles in there that would be the girls' team. It allows a couple of little wrinkles to be thrown in there that were quite uh, interesting. Yeah, they, they allow the, the, the kind of twists and turns to keep coming, and the way that they've told the story is really cool. It's constantly bouncing back from current day back to back to the island mm. while it's unraveling some mysteries. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, really good, really cool like acting performances going on. Christina Ricci is fucking awesome, mm. and I'd heard. She was in it, but I hadn't really read a lot about her performance. I was trying to specifically sort of avoid spoilers. I'd heard, I knew that Mel- Melanie Linsky was in it, yeah. and the young girl from that was uh, Randy's niece in Scream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Jasmine Savoy Brown, who yeah. I think is a very good actor as well. But yeah, Christina Ricci really shocked me. Yeah. Really enjoying what she's doing, and I think the show's well worth the time. So. Uh-huh. I'll rip oh, through that while that. I'm on Paramount Plus yeah. briefly. <laughs> then you're off it. <laughs> yeah. If only that shit was on Tubi, mate. You'd be oh, fucking living life. Jesus, I'd be able to take my time. Okay, so that's it for you? That is it. All right, I, I, I went nostalgic. Right. Yeah, nostalgic. First, first things first, I put my daughter's boyfriend through Broke, the ESPN oh, doco. yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot stop laughing in that. That documentary. When the bloke tells us the best thing he ever bought, or the stupidest thing he ever bought was a fur coat, then it cuts to him wearing it. I was just like, oh my God, why why, why in the world would you think that would be the perfect thing to buy? Yep. I just can never stop laughing when, you know, it's, it, it's, um, I can't remember whether they specifically mentioned in the doco, but every time we watch that sort of stuff, oh, no, they I do. just get in my head, I just get phone part. card scan. No, they do, they do. Calligraphy yeah. stores. They do. Gospel mention. record label. And I just start, I can't help but laugh. <laughs> yeah. He, he is mentioned in dispatches, this rock and his mouth. Yeah. I followed that up with a one two punch, Jared, of the Burning and the Prowler. Mm. Still a Burning fan. So weird. My wife was total opposite. She said the burning was bullshit. <laughs> the prowl is much better. You obviously need more Costanza in your life. <laughs> exactly. Well, when I was, no, sorry, actually, no. Yes, yeah, that's true. She did say that she preferred the prowler. Yep. And she she did state, and she's not a you know hardcore horror fan or anything, but she did state special effects in the prowler are excellent. Like she was like, it looks it looks legit. Yeah, I think we had them pretty close when we. Yeah, they were close. They were close. I prefer the burning. Mm. The prowler's too slow. Once they start wandering around fucking the captain's house, mm. they just don't do anything, and the killer doesn't turn up. So right. how did your wife take a bloke bursting back to life after two days hanging on? A well, after having a bite and shoved through his head. He stole the vinyl. Uh, she, stuff. she, she felt it was fine. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, "Bullshit!" That's the deal breaker. That's where you lost the lead. Late. Yeah, you had it. You threw an intercept <laughs> with five seconds to go. Honestly, I mean that guy. That guy is dead. <laughs> his eyes rolled back Fucking into his head. Dead. <laughs> you don't shake that off. <laughs> I also watched Happy Death Day. Yep. Which I love. I think yeah, that is really it's good. a real top class piece of work. Looking at it again, I forgot how nuanced it actually is. It's more nuanced than it, I gave it credit for. Mm. So a lot of effort's gone into how they've put it together. I watched the My Bloody Valentine remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, mate. 
<laughs> of course. Like, I watched a documentary called The Girl in the Picture. Yes, I have heard about it. Oh, I, I saw it, and I saw True Crime, and I saw Netflix, and I thought, Adam's going to fucking hate this. <laughs> no, I loved it, but just fucking human scum. Yeah. Like, the, the worst part about this one is that the victim had potential, and then along comes fucking scumbag of the year. And every time I see these blokes in footage of them coming, being being hauled out, you know, from police in handcuffs, and the press is there, and they're like, "Oh fuck you" and all that. I just think I'd love to see one of the coppers just job him, like, yeah, yeah. just really job him. And and so it's very frustrating to watch, yeah, because it's it's hard to cop the the sort of things that went on. Yep, but very much worth your time. Netflix have. Mm. Found a bit of form. Yeah, I was gonna, one. I was gonna check that one out. Yeah, and then I did watch the first episode of Resident Evil. Yep. No. What, why <laughs> is it? Why is it, Jared, that you just can't go with the the opening of the first game? Start there. Well, this is my and, problem, and then with, just delve into it. Yeah, this is my problem with Resident Evil. I I have not watched the the series of movies. I watched the first one. And I was just like, that that was nothing like the games that I played, so I didn't continue on with it. Yeah. I haven't really engaged with the games for a few years, but I was right in on them on the first three. And I went and back and got no those need, on PSN. There was no need to, to mix that shit up. You had a really good, interesting hook for the first one. Just I don't get why you had to make Put it in there changes. and make it survival horror. Like, yeah. Build some tension. I mean, for God's sake, this new one is fucking lunacy. There's a gigantic, I don't know, I guess it's a caterpillar or something mm. that tries to eat her in the first... It's just stupid. No, I mean, like, took, why do we have to go there? We took three to four games to get to that shit, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> why can't we peel it back? Why has it got to be the apocalypse and the end of the world and all this bullshit that they've got to go on with? Why can't they yeah. tighten it up? Yeah, see, I like... I, I still... My fondest memories of that series are games one and two. Yes. When things were still pretty basic in terms and of... Let me tell you something, mate. My speaker has never tightened so hard as when I'm, I've been injured, I'm dragging a foot, I've got no ammunition of any kind. Yeah. And there's some stupid-looking thing with a big, giant tongue coming after yeah. me. Yeah, and I understand that... That's hard to translate. You can't just make a series of that. You have to have the story beats. But you could... There is st- stuff in there. Like, you take... Fucking... You know, you, you just... Rip it straight as it is. The first time you see a liquor in Resident Evil 2, you fucking take that straight as it is. Because I've never jumped so fucking high... Yeah. ...out of a video game or a movie as that particular moment. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you there. I think they need to they needed to start. But why? I, I just don't know why bit. they've done it like this. This is your opportunity to come back to the source. Yeah, and then build a story around that. Yeah. No, no, I don't know. Not happy. No. All right. Last two for me was uh, we watched Top Gun. Yep. My wife had not seen Top Gun. Fuck. She was less than enthused <laughs> by Top Gun and yeah. then advised me the sequel better be a lot better than that. And I was like, oh, yeah, look, yeah, it is. It is. I will say this. I've gone down in Top Gun. 
I gave it three when we, we reviewed it. I'm giving it two and a half. It's yeah. not really a movie. It's an advertisement. <laughs> you know, like, you can see the the stink of, you know, Simpson, Bruckheimer and, and Tony Scott, like, all over it. It's got nothing. It's got no characters. It's got no plot. Mm. It's got nothing going for it in that respect. But it has got some great flight sequences for that period. Yep. And I'll give the actors some credit. They, they managed to breathe some life into caricatures, essentially. Then we went and saw Top Gun Maverick. And obviously, Jared, I told you I was checking to see if Tom Cruise was a spent force. Just had to, just had to double check. I had to double check he was a spent force. Yep. He's not a spent force. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's yeah, out. he's done. That was it. He's fired um, the last one. And I went up to four on Maverick. Hmm. Because Maverick does what Top Gun didn't do, and that is raises the stakes, puts them in danger, builds character, takes Maverick and turns him into something interesting, and it works. And, of course, my wife came out and said, that was ten times better. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I, I really enjoyed that. Good. That's it for me. All right, quick up or down. Just Just hit today. Halloween ends teaser trailer. Not much shown apart from a few sort of little moments mm-hmm. and a couple of kind of, you know, badass type of lines and that. It looks okay and I'm up. Of course I'm up. Yeah. You know, I've got to see the trilogy out. Yep. I was less less impressed with Halloween Kills than Halloween 2018. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, as you said, the fucking penguins <laughs> plan in that film is absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. It's like both films have had this random fuck up in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. like the first one was Doctor Sartain. Yeah, the second one was the penguin. Yes. So I'm hoping the third one they might have learned from that and realised, oh look, if it smells a bit ordinary, <laughs> take it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Halloween kills. They decided also big, big John, little John oh. should also be included. Fuck, I still, I still can't. You know, I don't. I, I'm more of a let people enjoy what they enjoy type person. But whenever I hear, see someone posting, oh, I love Big John, Little John, <laughs> I think for fuck's sake, <laughs> me and you should not meet. <laughs> yeah, look. I was way up. I was way up. But as we spoke about, it was nothing that I didn't expect to see. Mm. I mean, for one, I'd read a bit of a breakdown of the the trailer that that had been tossed around, which was exactly what we got. Mm. But like we said, it it looked like it contains a bit of solid direction regarding the shape and some of the classic motifs that they're going to keep running with. Yeah. But that's exactly what we expected. Halloween Kills had a bit of that too. Yeah. What we didn't see was anything related to the story, and I'm a little bit positive on that because sometimes Blumhouse goes too far the other way. So yes, and what we did see was pretty exciting, pretty yeah. exciting stuff. So yeah, I'm in total agreement with you. They didn't really show anything. I'm kind of glad we didn't see all the best kills and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, I mean that was a teaser though. So man, yeah, it's a full trailer, and now. I'm hoping. That it doesn't push too far beyond that. I'm hoping they don't go that route and just show everything. But yeah, so far so good. Pretty much as expected. Yep. Agreed. All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 2022's Choose or Die. Congratulations. You 
from retro games. Could be easy money. You know Wilkie's on 37th? Yes, I do. Meet me there tonight at 1.30? It's a date. It's a deal. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. It seemed to affect reality. You have to choose, Kayla. Choose or die. How was it doing? It's almost putting the words on the screen before I say them. I don't see how a video game can kill someone. The more the cursed suffer, the more the cursor benefits. Since you here, it can't be for anything good. It's gonna hurt. We gotta choose, Caleb. I think you might be what it was looking for. Choose or Die from 2022. Directed by Toby Meekins. It's his film debut done a few shorts. Produced by Sebastian Rayband, who produced The Night House, Matthew James Wilkinson, who produced Yesterday, and John Zoyas, who produced Greenland. It's written by Simon Allen, who wrote the Dust Boot TV series. I never know there was a TV series in that movie. Stars Iola Evans as Kayla, Asa Butterfield as Isaac, Angela Griffin as Thea, and Robert England as Robert England. <laughs> Good. The budget, I couldn't find any info about the budget. I don't know what the budget was. And in the box office, there is none because it's released directly to Netflix. Mm-hmm. The way the game cursor loads and the sound it makes is reminiscent of the Spectrum, a computer released in 1982 that was cassette-based, just like the game in the, in the movie. All right, Jared. Long way to return to techno horror. <laughs> Relating to computer games, what is your thoughts? Well, probably not a massive surprise. It uh, didn't didn't really work out all that well for me. Yeah, okay. There was some positives. I, I thought the girl in the lead role was very good. Yeah. There was some really, well, a handful of really interesting looking little set pieces when they're, they're going through the game. Mm. But all in all, it was just, I mean, it struggled to, to grab me. I just felt there was a couple of characters that were just, one in particular that I was just like, fuck, why are we even here? Why are we even spending any time with this person? I felt her story was just kind of overly sort of concocted to 
you know, tragic backstory. We we just kind of went to a few few levels too much, I thought, and, and kind of stuff that we'd seen before. And by the time it kind of worked its way through, well, I felt the way that the game was operating, I got some issues with that, but by the time we worked it, we worked our way through, I was just sort of like, okay. Yeah. I'm not really all that interested in, in continuing, <laughs> continuing on with this. Yeah, great. So if there was a sequel, I'd choose Die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, a good idea, it just didn't have any legs. And I think that's the curse of these type of movies. The idea of using a computer game to, you know, create a horror sort of environment, like something like Brain Scan, again, could have been mined. Mm. But the fact is, in, in a lot of cases, they don't really find routes for it. The idea of brain something like Brain Scan, if you take out the trickster, Pretty cool idea. Exactly. The guy's working through this and there's a cop on his hammer and, you know, if we can find some other way around And that. the idea behind finding this 1980s cassette game yep. and then playing it and it's it's there's something dodgy about it, another good idea. But it just devolves into, like, set piece after set piece after set yeah. piece. And to me, the set piece has got worse. Yeah, they never seem to be able to pay off a premise. Yeah. And so I got tired of that shit. Yeah. I felt like they kind of blew their what what I felt would have been one of the most interesting of the choose or die situations involving her brother. They blew that halfway through instead of keeping that towards the end, yeah. which I think would have been a better payoff because it was the big one of the big reasons why she was damaged and her family mm. was damaged. But there was no character development. There was just no, no connective tissue to the plot. The connection between the two lead actors was okay, but but there was not really any, like you said, there wasn't any any sort of solid character built around them to really get anything more than the chemistry between the two of them, which was pretty good. Correct, correct. And the final battle does have some moments that I liked. Yeah, again. I thought some of that was okay. Yeah. The idea of what that was, but it just, it's a pretty lackluster bit of work. Yeah. I gave it two. I think I was probably being a little bit yeah, yeah. nice giving it to as well. Yeah, I was I was at two stars, I think yeah. that was fair. All right. Straight out of the gate. The basic idea is good. Yeah. I like the nostalgia factor of it, that you find this old game and yep. you know, you find it in like a Ricky Dink old store or whatever and you know, mm. you you decide you'll give it a crack and I think they, they don't they mention that there's a there's unclaimed prizes there's prize and stuff, money, and yeah. so you know you can kind of see how you get started. Yep, and um, I think yeah, as you said, it 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 opens with a reasonable kind of a reasonable bit of work around what's going on. Yeah, and that 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 quickly sets the scene as how it works. Yeah, which I liked. That opening sequence was kind of was well played. Yep, just introduces the concept, and I like when he finds he comes out and he finds. Her with the knife in hand, and he's chosen his tongue. Yes. So I like the way it just, just quickly... like, yeah, the way that it built, the way that it starts with the bottle of beer. Yeah. And and you kind of see this intersection between the game and the reality, and that it, it I, I, yeah, I thought that scene was was quite good. Yeah. That was that was a good way to start. Yep. Off to a flyer. Robert England as the narrator. Yeah. I think that made sense. Happy you know, to hear. It was the mid-80s game. Yes. He was king of horror, you know, sort of 
villains in film on film at yep. the time. It well, just made really good sense. They took the chance to toss in the Elm Street poster in there as well, yeah. which, you know, it, it was a bit cheap. It's just like front and centre immediately. Here's, a, here's an Elm Street poster. But that shit always gets me. Of course. Nostalgia, mate. Yes. Lean now, on. I know they make a bit of a commentary in here about fucking living in the 80s and all this sort of shit, but I, I, I did like that stuff to start with. Eating the glass? Yes. That shit was as creepy as the film got. Yes. When she eats the glass and they have, you know, the sound of her going... Yeah. The, that scene together is kind of held held together by that waitress. Yeah. And and the way that they shoot what she's doing and how fucking upfront it is. And as you said, the sound effects are just yeah. fucking chilling. So, um, and, and that is the kind of thing that you don't want. Yes. You know, like it's the kind of squirm-inducing. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I thought that was where the, the, the level, as you as you kind of said, I thought that was the peak of it. And I, this is where I started to have some problems with what, what was going on with the game. Yeah. But that sequence as a whole, I really sort of enjoyed it. The way that the cafe looked as well was kind of had a dreamy sort of quality yes. to it anyway. Had like an Elm Street. Had the feeling of an yes. Elm Street. Dream sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, was a few of those sort of colours that were reminiscent. I noticed they were sneaking a bit of green in there, like the game and things. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I was happy with that. And this is the bit that I, I liked, is the idea of saving either Isaac or saving her brother. Yes. And it, and then he, the brother attacks her and she has to end up killing him again. Yeah. And it turns out she saved Isaac. Mm-hmm. She chose to save Isaac. Yep. I liked that. Yeah. I, was... I thought that, that, that stuff was, was a really... It was the best choice that they offered yep. the whole movie. Yep. That was pretty creepy in parts as well, with the little figure kind of sneaking through the fog and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they were in the pool, like they were in the empty yeah. pool, correct? Yeah, but I agree with you. I'm not sure wh- about where it was placed and where it went after that. So. Yeah. Di- the dial tone beeps to hack into the game as their their angle to get in behind the, you know, Behind the game and into the code. Yep. That was an interesting and cool idea. That mm. was a good way to kind of segue into that. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't. I, I kept thinking in... to myself, how the fuck are you going to sort yeah, this yeah. out? Well, that was kind of based in reality too, right? Yeah. The whole idea that that's how they'd play for all night. You know, yeah, hack yeah. Through the... But you know, I've have I've heard of heard of that stuff going on. I think you know, in, um, who was it? Julian Assange was all in. Into that scene, I've heard, you know, when they talk about him, that's the sort of shit that he got into figuring out that. I still don't understand it, mm. but the way that they were able to manipulate that, sh- that shit and yeah. do all sorts of stuff with it. So when they went to that, I was like, okay. Good that's, idea. That's well factual used. basis. Yes. I, I dig that. Agreed. Look, for some reason, I got a bit of a nostalgic feeling out of using, like, when they get in the car and then it shows it from above in a computer game style, it looked like GTA yeah. 3. Yeah, yeah. Reminding of GTA 3. Looks a little bit like uh, Spy Hunter. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I thought it probably could have used a bit more of that. Mm. That kind of quickly flashing to old computer games yeah. looks and stuff like that. I think that could have been Because nice they did thing. it previously with the mother. Yeah, with the attack, rat. But which I didn't love. No. But I liked the idea that the game was, you know, we got a bit more of the... A side scroll. The graphics of yeah. the games, and I think perhaps that could have been. I agree. Perhaps that could have been looked into a little. A little bit. bit more. The finale when they fight and and, and they, they they only they they get hurt if 
the other person gets hit. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting idea, and I thought him drowning on land was kind of a cool way to end it. Yep. Where water just starts spewing out of his mouth and just won't stop. Yeah, the look of him doing that while she was under the water was a pretty good It was a cool look, yeah. Yeah. So for me, at least it ended on high a little bit. Mm -hmm. Kind of came home with a bit of a flourish. But really, that's it for me. Yeah, I don't have much more. I kind of had one that was split. The music. Because there was a couple of times I really liked it. But then there was... A handful of times where it was just grating. Yeah. So I was kind of split on that, but I feel like it was. It and was they good were going for a techno sort of vibe. Yes. Weren't they? Yes. And I believe it was someone from the Prodigy, wasn't it? Oh. Did the did the soundtrack? I may oh. be wrong, but I think that was the case. Okay. Mm. And it has that industrial sort of feel that those guys had. Remember five. Unless they could be Neil Young in there, and he's industrial, oh, industrial phase. Industrial phase of the 1980s. <laughs> Fucking hell. So, yeah, I didn't have much else. Well, I had nothing else. Dislikes. Yep. Already we, mentioned the music a couple of times. Yeah, the music was not Thumping, great. Screeching. Yeah. Grating. Oh. Big problems in techno horror films that they always kind of have that concept that they have nowhere to go. Yeah. Or they don't know where they want to go. Yeah. Because it just feels like... Great again. idea for 20 minutes. Yep, yep. And then it's kind of like, scratch your head, what yeah. do we do now? I also had a problem with, and we did talk about, you know, the way that some of the other video game elements came in and that perhaps they could have looked at that a bit more. But I had a bit of a problem in that straight up, we start with this text-based adventure idea, but then it starts crossing over into reality. Like, do you take, do you take a, do you have another drink? Yes. Bang, another drink appears for the yeah. guy. I thought that stuff was really cool and worked really well, but almost immediately in the cafe scene, we start to drop that. Yeah. We start to move to different kind of takes on it. I know, her again, it starts with the text adventure, but it doesn't really present the choice in the same way. Like, the first one, it was almost like Saw. Yeah. Where you've got this one or this one, but whichever way, well, with Saw, it's either you take the chance, but you take the chance coming out of it with something happening to you. This one, it's like this or that, but it's a bit of a kind of monkey paw situation. As soon as we get to the cafe, it's just the waitress starts doing shit. Yeah, 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 randomly. Like just, she suddenly turns into like a... Like a, almost like a robot. Yeah, you know? and I was just like, okay, so where did this? Where did we go from? How did we jump to that? And then as we go, it just kind of goes deeper and deeper into that realm. So there was no kind of rhyme or reason about where we were going with it, where where the the choices were were kind of, or how the choices were impacting things going forward. Yeah. So I was a little kind of it bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Kind of didn't stick to any sort of hard and fast rules. It kind of just yeah. threw things around. Because I mean, it went from okay, clearly we we're, we're having a drink, we're doing this. Then we go into the, the the people and we have a choice. The waitress one, I remember, it says, "Take a break." Yeah, and so take a break turns into her fucking dropping the glass. Yeah, why? I'm like, 
What? No con- no connection between the two, yeah. the thing happening and what was chosen. Yeah. And I, so I just felt like, even though I, I thought that was the peak in what eventually happens, I felt it's also where the, the scenes just started to be, let's just toss this, this together because it looks pretty cool. You know what it felt like to me? Lights Out. Yeah. Because Lights Out had exactly the same problem. The movie, it, it started with a great premise, a great idea that's, that's got 20 minutes of, of decent stuff in it. But then once you get past that, it's all just crap. Like, it's all just filler. Yeah. And that's the problem when you start, you know, using a short and then trying to expand it if you have nothing to expand it with. Yeah. And I, this wasn't, I know this wasn't a short, but that was, you know, I'm talking about Lights Out specifically. Yep. But this felt a bit the same. Yeah. We've got this awesome idea. You get in this computer game, you have to make choices and it impacts on everything. But then once we got there, it's like, well, where do we go from there? Yeah. That's... Oh, we'll just do it again. Yep. We'll just do it again and again and again. Yep. And that's basically what happened. Yes. It's just kind of set pieces with just this flimsy story that holds yeah. part of it together. And I remember when when we watched the, the trailer, I believe we spoke about that. I said, you know, one of my concerns was, is it just a couple of cool-looking set pieces that are strung together? And there was a little bit of that. Like, there was... Yeah. We saw some of this stuff in the trailer. Correct. And And... We're a little bit concerned about where the story was going to go. I think that's possibly more because of our own experiences in techno horror and being fucking horror. scarred from oh, it man, anyway. I am scarred for life <laughs> by that shit. But yeah, I, I agree totally. I just felt like it goes from from bit to bit, and I feel like there's not much developing in between. And then we get to the end, and and the payoff just for me wasn't there. So. Yeah, and. Um, this is probably going to sound a bit harsh, but it's really lacking in elements of horror. There's yeah. no, it's not suspenseful. It's not particularly scary. It hasn't got a lot of gore, really. Yeah. Well, and, some people that I've read, some reviews that I read, basically described it as gateway horror. They said that's what kind of where it fits because of that. It doesn't yeah, really. Yeah. There's not push really anything. any real gore. It doesn't doesn't push any real buttons on you, and it's only really fitfully entertaining. Yeah. So it yep. doesn't really tick boxes of any kind, especially when you're talking, you come out so blatantly with this nostalgia idea, mm. but then you don't really look at that sort of shit from back in the 80s where you would have had, it would have been wildly entertaining. Yeah. I don't know. They take a few shots at that, that love of nostalgia and stuff like that. But I think to myself, when you do that stuff, you really sort of... You gotta have an air tight. You really paint yourself into a corner because you talk about, oh, the, you know, you, you kind of throw a few shots at the people that are in love with the eighties and, and and kind of with the nostalgia, but then you toss out something that makes you want to watch a film from the eighties. <laughs> Quite frankly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just never really connects at any point. Yeah, I didn't think so. And, and I'd be surprised if there were too many people who said. Jeez, I really enjoyed Choose All the Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so we've gone there then. Uh, well, well, I mean, if you could find me six blokes. <laughs> <laughs> six people? So I have to, so what's the criteria? The criteria I, have find, is... I have to find six people that went to work after watching this and said, hey, you re- I reckon you should watch Choose All the Time. It's bloody exactly. good. If you can find me six 
pass on. It's like somebody, like somebody has paid it for. People that recommend the cheese on your way around the water cooler. <laughs> Conversation. And I can tell you, I don't think you can I'll find it. I'll be looking it. for a while. You'll be looking reckon? for a while. Yeah. Most people will say, "What's choose or die." See, <laughs> yeah. so six. The thing about this is, you throw that number out. And I think, "Fuck, six seems really achievable." And then I think. Six people that like to choose or die. Yeah. No, you're right. I it actually I'm... said, I like choose or die. Not, <laughs> I think you should watch it because it's a pile of shit. <laughs> like, that's not a, that's not a recommend. Like, so this six isn't, people no, this... actually said, yeah. I this like, isn't like um, being on fucking Rotten Tomatoes when you give it like two out of five, but it's considered fresh. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's, that's not, not what we're looking for. So I can't be a, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not a bad way, but if you've got 90 minutes to, to spare, you can probably have a look at it. <laughs> You'd say, out and out, I loved it, you should it check it out. Three and a half out of five or more. It's got to be a do yourself a favour yeah. recommend. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's got to have the Molly Meldrum stamp of approval. Okay, right? yeah, I think I might struggle six, against six. If I said six, you you tighten up. Well, <laughs> frankly, I think I'd struggle to find one because I don't think I've, I don't think I've spoken to anybody else that's watched it other than you. <laughs> <laughs> and I made you watch it. Well, so. when you said, well, should we do choose or die, my initial response was going to be, what the fuck's that? Well, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Even though we'd seen the trailer and we'd spoken about it, I'd forgotten about it so quickly. I, I get the feeling it's not a hit for Netflix. That's a short three months. <laughs> no, I know. And look, I am getting old, so my brain capacity is probably a bit light. But it, I don't think it's a hit for Netflix. No, I don't think I don't think they'll be rushed out. Choose or die too. But I also don't think they spend a lot of money on it. I mean, there's barely five people in the cast. <laughs> yeah. So including, I can't find five people that said, I worked on Choose or Die. <laughs> including a character who, for fucking no reason at all, was in it. Except for the end. Is this who we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the, the, the... Lance? Was he the boyfriend? Yes. Holy oh, shit, he's only oh, in it to be... What was he doing in there? He's only in it for the, the final sort of end bit. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... What, he's kind of the... He seems to be like the building super, also dealing drugs on the side, <laughs> also... And is he this? Was he? Because, quite frankly, I I just assumed he was the boyfriend and... Yeah, yeah, he was the boy... Well... So he was the boyfriend. Yes. There looked like there was an age gap between him and the... Yeah, yeah, the, the it looked like there was an mum. age gap, but he was dealing to the mum as well. Oh, he was dealing to her. But also was threatening to report them and get them evicted <laughs> if the daughter didn't fucking... What? ...succumb to his scummy advances. Yeah. <laughs> and then he could also tell you, I can shut the water off because I'm the super. He's the super, that's I right. Mean... I mean, if you want a fucking cold shower, <laughs> you can keep this shit up. <laughs> I can play, I can play all sorts of tricks here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two can play that game, idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next morning, ah! <laughs> freezing cold. Yeah. yeah, you want to cook some two-minute noodles? Well, fuck yeah. it, I'll switch the gas off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, succumb to my scummy charms or you'll be eating bloody baked beans out of a can without cooking them. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he's got it all. What he's was got his it all name, Lance? Lance. <laughs> I believe his name was. Again, 
I do not remember who he was. <laughs> I had no idea what his name was. He is such a bit player. Yeah. And he's really there just to be sort of this antagonist who appears occasionally, <laughs> threatens her, threatens mum. Yeah. At one point he turns up near the end and says, oh, we're getting back together, one big happy family. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he comes in and he goes, I'm here to check the electrical meter. Psych, I've switched the fucker off. <laughs> He's, <laughs> Good luck playing your game over there. Yeah. In fact, know. he might have been able to take care of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Choose or die. Plug pulled. Oh, well, fuck, you can't play it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose or die. Oh, all right. Lance has pulled the fucking plug on us. We're stuck. Um, so Lance was just a... I mean, a cardboard cutout is is being too generous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's way too it generous. It was like cling wrap. He's <laughs> like a cling wrap character. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. But the characters were all pretty much one-dimensional. Yeah. The fact that you, you use that kind of standard, as you pointed out, she's had a tough life and it involves... My brother died, and Mum's on. Mum's hanging out with Lance too, too often. <laughs> well, look, all you could have had brothers alive and healthy, but Lance is just on the scene. <laughs> That's bad yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder. I feel. I feel for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to deal with that. I, I, I have not had a good night's sleep since Lance was around. <laughs> Yeah, he keeps playing silly buggers <laughs> with all the utilities. And <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked into the toilet the other morning and it was fucking bugged up because Lance turned off the water. Bastard. I just felt that was just, just run of the mill. But then I also tried to chuck in, because of that, you quit university, so now you can't be considered for this coding job even though you're a a gun coder or whatever's going on. I just thought, like, come on, we're, we're really kind of, we're really tossing a lot of fucking irons in the fire here, but none of them are heating up. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Lance turned the fucking uh, yeah, the like, gas off. <laughs> so the fire's not even on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was just a lot going on. So then when you got her and uh, Isaac together... Yeah. There was some. I felt t- those two actors together were, were capable they were of fine. doing something together. They were fine, but, but they, they were just not giving kind of, anything. Yeah, they were just tossing back these 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 little bits of dialogue for a couple of minutes. Then this was a, the, I, I I gave this its own dislike. The part where she walks in and he says something, and he he she goes, she fucking blows up and goes, "Oh, you're so fucking smart." And walks out, and I'm like, "Where did that come from? Like, what's going on here?" Yeah. It just some of that just sort of felt a little pointless because again it didn't really push anywhere. I thought the the, the part where it was actually developing was when she kind of you know she starts saying things like, "Are you helping me because you want to or you want to get with me or whatever?" And he's kind of like a little bit of both and sort of yeah. I, I started I, I started to kind of engage with them in those sort of moments. Yeah, the quieter moments. Yeah, and and but yeah, it was it was a, it was a little bit of an odd kind of relationship. Mm. They didn't really put much there to kind of sink your teeth into. Again, this is what happens when you lay the foundation 
with this 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 idea that could have some merit. Yeah, but I mean, I, can't, like, like, I never got a sense of why those two were hanging out together, how they became friends. I had no fucking idea what his his fucking employment was. He was just kind of sitting there at the computer all day tapping away, and yet he seemed to have some reason for her to continue to visit yes. him. And, and I didn't get a sense that there was it was because of some friendship that they'd established. And if it was, I had no fucking concept of it. Like that that was that was my problem with their relationship. And that's what that's the issue is you you build your you build your stuff on this 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 idea that could be good, but it has no legs. So what ends up happening is you you fill the space with things that let's be honest, generic things. You you you, you engage in generic kind of character building yeah. because your idea is the set pieces will wow everyone. Mm. But the set pieces in this don't wow anybody. Like, that, <laughs> well, they didn't wow six people, I can tell well, you that much. Yeah, yeah, well, fire. again, I mean, I fucking stand firm on this. I can tell you, I'm going to go, for, I'm going to do a straw poll at work. Yeah. I'm going to say, do you know what Choose or Die is? Yeah, yeah. The movie... You yep. have any idea what it is? I can tell you, I can't. I, I cannot come up with three people. I'll bet. I, I, I bet if I, I'd say I'd say to someone at work, if you seen choose or you know what, you know choose or die, they'd be saying, "Well, is that some fucking? Is that on TikTok or something?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, uh, but I can't. I can't hold it against you that you haven't exactly. seen it. Exactly. <laughs> this is the thing. And one of the biggest problems for me was just because the the film is dark and. You know, shot in low lights and stuff does not make it scary. That sort of stuff is, it's such a weak sort of directorial trick. You're trying to say, well, what we'll do is we'll make it dark and foreboding. Like, the, it's always kind of overcast and it's always, you know, there's no proper lighting in the house. You know, every time she's in the house or in a mm. in a room, it's always. Oh, that's because Lance fucked with it again. Oh yeah, <laughs> again. Well, shit. No, but yeah, I, I, I can't blame the director for that. I can blame Lance, <laughs> but it's 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 cheap. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, like builds. Try and build something. I'll give you an example. The new Candyman. It builds an atmosphere. Mm. So there's a sense of. You're kind of on tender hooks as to what's going to happen. Yeah, but they don't use those sort of tricks. No, and I like I th- I got a sense that they were trying to kind of, as we said, some of, some of those scenes had that Elm Street kind of dreamy sort of quality about it. I felt like they were trying to kind of differentiate those. Yes, but even in some of the those sequences, as we push along, it goes into that kind of dreary drab look. Anyway, so I was kind of yeah. I, 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 the classic example is the scene in the in the um, in the diner. Mm. The, the, the lighting changes not not once. Like even if you're trying to you're trying to sort of differentiate the fact that as soon as she makes that choice, it changes and takes place in you know it alters reality. Yeah. But you don't change the lighting or the anything like that. You don't show us anything that kind of potentially would say, well, one minute the place was well lit up. The next minute, as soon as I make this choice, it's kind of dark and she's standing in the corner. Yeah. Just, it's it's really, really poor form. Okay. You don't drag anything out of it. So you're not a fan, you're not going to seek out the next bit of work? No, from the no probably not. The rat chasing mum. Yeah. 
look, I like you felt like, okay, it's kind of like side scroller. It looks like a. But it was just so silly. It just looks so silly, and the whole thing of mm, meat. Mm. Robert England rambling on about meat and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, she jumps out the window. So I thought she was dead. Yeah. No, no. She's laid up no, she's the a Couple of badly. Couple of broken legs, and you're fine. <laughs> badly broken legs. I'm very badly burned. <laughs> yeah. The one that I had the biggest issue with was Isaac. And when he, you know, gets involved, he survives the first one, but then we get to the next one. We're trying to explain stuff. And it was just this gobbledygook about the curse. Oh, yeah. And then next thing you know, he's, he's vomiting, up. vomiting a tape. Oh, yeah. like, well, I think it was a tape. Yeah, it was. And I'm just like, what are we doing? <laughs> and it was kind of overload because they got him fast-forwarding. And, and that, like, I didn't mind so much the look of that. And I felt like, okay, well, that could have worked, the, the crossover with the technology and the, the real life. But it was fucking overload. The music was going. The fucking blokes on the screen fucking screaming. He's vomiting tape. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing? Yeah, what? That whole sequence veered into fucking Breck and Meyer bouncing up and down. Yeah. Fucking Freddy's dead. Yep. It just, it was, it was almost like a parody. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I just didn't. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And the thing was, the only shred, the only way it got us partially on board was to build a slight relationship between those two. Mm. And then you kill him off like that. Oh, no. <laughs> I oh, no. Like, oh. <gasps> Jesus Christ. Talk about a fucking cheat. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really like that. But it was also, in a way, it was somewhat expected because, like we said, there was so few characters in it that if there was going to be some stakes, you felt like he was going to be the one that was in the firing line. I was kind of hoping they were just going to, like when they were going through it, I was just kind of hoping that they would decide to just kind of go straight down the line and have them both survive because they were the, those two actors together were, was one of the few things I was enjoying. Yeah. But, of course, but, no, he had to fucking spew a couple of feet of tape. and. But also, her reaction to his death, it cuts to her in the car. She's just like, yeah, ah, and then that's it. I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. Yep. That was like, supposedly, was he your best mate? Well. Do we know I mean, what the, we the don't connection really, we was between them? No, we still don't really have, and that's what I mean. Like, it was just so hard to kind of. They weren't so dating. Hard. No. No, but he was hoping. That's what we were getting at. He was hoping. Well, um, I'll tell you what, he did his dash when he vomited up some tape. <laughs> yeah, it was all going well until I started chundering up a video tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I realised, oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't know whether she will um, respect me after I do this. Well, he vomited up, then he... He, 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 he starts re- rewinding, he starts gobbling up again. Like, Jesus, what But again, that was a prime example of we didn't go into the text-based adventure. We get into we get into some bloke eating his arm and another bloke cutting his arm, and then he starts screaming, and then there's tapes being vomited. I was just like, "You've really hit me with a lot here, and I'm not ready for it." 
exactly. Exactly. Give me a minute. <laughs> give me At a least minute. give me some breathing space before we start vomiting Especially tapes Especially when you, we get the outcome that it's, you know, the video game's gone fucking crazy. <laughs> I know it was called Cursor, but holy shit. Like, here's some bloke going, oh, we've unraveled the game. Oh my god! Like nobody needs to hear this shit. <laughs> yeah. Just make it up. Like there is no explanation for how this is happening. For yeah. fuck's sake! Oh wow! And we didn't need the guy eating his arm. No, like, probably we, not. We don't. <laughs> but again, where did that come from? We've got the choice, so they haven't given you any food. Like, they, you eat the computer or eat your arm. <laughs> what? Is there a choice to just sit and wait I for mean, another I'm eating the computer. <laughs> yeah. Because it can be broken down into smaller parts. <laughs> it's not attached to me. I'm saying I can wait a little bit longer. I could probably, if I needed to, I could probably go 24 <laughs> hours before I ate my arm. <laughs> well, the only problem with eating the computer is you'd fucking... Bog out a motherboard or some yeah. shit left like a while. <laughs> but <laughs> you'll be vomiting up keys instead <laughs> of tape. Although oh, there's probably yeah. some tape in them. So. Possibly. <laughs> uh, Couple of circuits. Oh my, oh my god. It was just. Yeah, talk about overload. Holy Christ. <laughs> that scene just did me in. If I was if I was in any way interested in finding out what was going on, <laughs> that was it. I was done after that. Yeah. I didn't care anymore. Uh, and look, even when they get to that house of, I'm assuming, the creator of the game. Wasn't it the bloke that got roped in in the first one? The the tongue or the... Was it? <laughs> Like, so. I could, could be wrong. Like, well, no, it must have been. <laughs> you no, it must have been because the remember his, his son was there. He couldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Mum though? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I really don't. Hey, I'll tell you now, I'm reassessed. You can't find two people. <laughs> two. You can't find two. It'll tell you that choose or die. Excellent film. Excellent film. How did we give it a two? Oh, I don't know. I think I might have to reassess. I'm going to rewind. <laughs> gobble up the tape. And then have another oh, go at it. Oh, yeah, what, is- <laughs> what is the Rotten Tomato score on this shit? I haven't checked. Did you check it out? I'll do that. Look. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding of Rotten Tomatoes is that is it it's a it's the percentage of reviews are, on there that are fresh. Yeah. It's not necessarily a score for the film. So if you're suggesting we can't find two people like <laughs> choose or die, I reckon it'd be about thirty percent. Good choice. 30, I reckon thirty percent. Thirty percent. Thirty percent on the dot. Oh really? Yeah. Shit. There you go. Some top critics have given it a fucking a fresh. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the. T- I'll read some of that and I think, fuck, did I miss something? But <laughs> I don't know if I. <laughs> I don't know. I want someone to explain here's, that last twenty minutes to here's me. Here's <laughs> one. Here's one for your for your water cooler guys. 
an 85-minute flick that feels like a 150-minute smorgasbord of arty horror tropes. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty pretty spot on. Yep. Um, 30%, I think, is fucking generous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I'm saying I'm not going to be able to find two people. <laughs> two. Like, I'm going to walk around tomorrow, and everybody I speak to, I'm going to say, have you seen Choose or Die? Oh, yeah. We need to revisit this. We need to come back and see if anybody stats, has seen stats. it. Not one person will tell I'm 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 gonna bet that no one will tell me. Yeah, I reckon I would be I would be in the same boat. And if I say it's on Netflix, they will not be rushing home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd suggest they'll be saying after Netflix's recent performances, they'd be saying, oh, "I used to have a subscription." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but exactly. I can. You know what? Slight side note: I would not can Netflix for choose because of choose or die. I would can okay, no. I would can Netflix because of fucking Red Note, yeah. like or Six Underground. Yep. Like yep. the more of that shit that they put out, the more likely I'd be, yeah. like thinking to myself, I don't want to. And I would rather movie. make them more. I would rather them make more or take more shots at films like Shoes or Die than another Red Note. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> but, but you but, know. The idea of it, you know, yeah. we've got a reasonable idea. We'll give a, a young director a crack at we'll it. Give, we'll give you five million yeah. to, to make it. Instead of, should we give Dwayne another 200 million to make another middling picture or yeah. a terrible film? Yeah, agreed. Choose or Die is not going to be like like sign up or log out. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's not going to sway me to leave Netflix. Another side note. Did you see the clip today of Kevin Hart and The Rock doing a bit of press for DC Superhero Pets? No. When a lady goes, oh, you bought your mum a house. Kevin Hart starts going, about time. Well, you make a billion dollars and you buy your mum a house and we're fucking talking to you about this. Like, don't tell me not everyone here is thinking about fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and the rocks in there going, wait, wait, wait. Kevin Hart starts going, what? You're telling her, oh, we're still working on this, mum. We're still getting it together. She's knocking on your door saying, buy me a house. You know, we're still putting things together. <laughs> Mr. Billion Dollars. That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. If you tell me there's a red notice too, I'd rather watch Tubi. Yeah, <laughs> I'll watch it, but I mean, Jesus, I don't, I don't. It's not why it's not money well spent for Netflix for more. Well, it is because everyone fucking watched it. I keep saying that, but it's a shit movie. Yeah. What was the other one that they just recently spent two hundred and fifty million on? Was it the Grey Man? Uh, I don't know. Well, they've got one in coming up that's two hundred and fifty million dollars. Mm. Uh, it's the highest budgeted movie they've had, and it's like because they put money into that the Grey Man. Mm-hmm. Just recently came out, and it's supposedly another steamer. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake! Yeah, like I was listening to a podcast about this, talking about Netflix's issues with quality. Basically, said there was this rating system that this guy was looking at that was saying, you know, it, was, it gave a score, and Netflix essentially had, I think it was like. 16 shows that they said were really well received and generated a lot of interest. Mm. But it was out of like 130, mm. whereas something like HBO Max ended up with 13, but it was out of 30. Mm. And they were like, this is the problem. <laughs> Netflix yeah. is just throwing money at <laughs> shit that's not, not the, really the, working out. But the thing that shits me is that Six Underground is one of their highest watched films. Yeah. 
And Red Notice could be seen as nothing other than a fucking smashing success if all they're after is views. Yeah, and it just Six Underground is an absolute and utter pile of shit. Like, the fact that anybody can't look at that and think this is awful. But the thing is, we I guess we're, we're now in a point where we can just jump on anything. Like, it's not... It, all, all, all we're wasting is our time. <laughs> <laughs> what about the $200 million? No, but Netflix <laughs> is wasting that. We don't care about that. Yeah. We're wasting our time. That's all. Yep. And so, I mean, I don't really want to waste 85 minutes watching this shit, but 85 minutes of my time wasted is better than two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. For a movie that's totally sucked. So, choose or die. I mean, if you can call that a fresh review, <laughs> that I wouldn't, I wouldn't shut off my Netflix subscription for choose or die, and that that that'll have to do you because I don't think we'll get anyone else. No. Are you got anything else? No, that scene really did it for me. I kind of stopped taking notes after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were rendered comatose. That, I was so. gone. I was gone. I think there was still what after that happened. There was still oh, fifteen still, to twenty. Oh man! <laughs> uh, yeah, it felt like that was supposed to be the end, though. Yeah, but again, we kind of had a couple of points where it could have potentially been the end with the kid as well. Yep. Yeah, I just with the younger brother, know. you know, we could have we could have ended something there. Like it's just, yeah. just it was all over the joint. All right. That is Choose or Die. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Make sure you rate and review us on any of the platforms. Now, next episode, Jared, Maddie's coming back for a little action and notice double trouble. Starring the Barbarian Brothers. Is that not correct? Yes, correct. correct. Every time I think we can't stoop any lower, (laughs) we we find a way to stoop a bit lower. I mean, it's fair to say the second that you saw this, you were on the text organising. Of course I was. I mean, come on, what am I? (laughs) What do you take me for? And look, there are people who have asked specifically for films from us that we continue to ignore to watch <laughs> shit like this. We haven't ignored. No, we're not ignoring. No, I won't but when that. Double Trouble comes across the, <laughs> on the radar. Yeah, yeah. We... You dive on it because you know that Amazon Prime's going to get it off their service. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Make sure you dive on that thing. I mean, we really should, after we do this, we really should knock out a couple of, couple of requests. Yeah, a couple of requests. We've got requests coming up. We definitely have. And if... What's that? What's that one with uh, Pat Morita and fucking Jay Leno? Oh wow! <laughs> if that pops up somewhere, <laughs> yeah. that's the next one on the agenda. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Is that called Lethal Fucking Fusion oh, I or something? Remember, like? I remember the post of it. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's that's the sort of stuff we go for. But look, until then, take it easy, everybody, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.
Stadtteil.